All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, You guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Welcome to Saturday Morning Cereal. Here it is. It's me. I'm Dan Grimshay. And guess who's sitting across from me? It's Marky. Say, hey, Marky. I am here. And joining us, because you know he is going to, Mr. Johnny Heck, as always. Johnny, what's happening? hey oh, Good to be back, fellas. I was a bit of a little walkabout. Good to be back. Good to see your faces. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where, where the hell you been, Johnny? You know, I'm just, uh, you know, I, I do what I do, doing Johnny Heck things. It's good to be back in the studio. Thanks for having me. You know, I was going to be here last week, but the door was locked and I was banging up. You guys didn't hear me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we changed a lot. I just, I assumed it was construction noise. Okay. All and, right. and construction screams and weeping. All right. Well, the weeping, yes, but the rest, all right. It's good to be back, fellas. All right. All right. Uh, well, look, before we get going, I want to do a little uh, obligatory shout-out to mm-hmm. one of our uh, sponsors. You would say Paramount Home Video. I think we've all heard of Paramount. Yeah. Made the Godfather, et cetera. So <laughs> and that's, that's the, And all the cool openings them. of Indiana Jones movies. That's true. They always work yep. that mountain yeah. into the very opening shot. Even literally making... A mountain out of a molehill in the last movie, though it was an anthill. No, actually, for the record, the last movie was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. No, I didn't. Going no, from there, no, that's not what uh, we're still talking about Paramount Home Media. And though they have not authorized us to give you any free Indiana Jones stuff today, they do have some giveaways <laughs> yeah. that you can get through us from them Try to follow along. It's a complex procedure. Mm-hmm. But in the end, you get free stuff. What do you get free? Well, in this case, we've got the, uh, what is it, like the 25th anniversary, the 30th anniversary of planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. You remember this? Are you kidding? I think We get a little John Candy. We get a little Steve yep. Martin. And, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later. And Sue's classic 80s movie. Uh-huh. We'll touch on that later, yeah, most yeah. likely. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're also letting us give away the entire yep. Series. It all fits Not in one, one season. Box. One nicely, modestly sized box. Well, and I consider that uh, to be because uh, improvements in technology. Yeah. Not yeah. decrease in quality. Nope. But inside of one slim box, you get the entire season. Mm-hmm. No, series. Series. Yeah. Pardon me. See, yes. Yep. You're, series. Already, you're already fucking this up. Every episode that's <laughs> ever been made of Drawn Together. You guys remember that? That's yeah. that animated show from uh, Comedy Central. This thing is. This thing was capitalizing on a revolution in in television, and, and, it, and it, it's the most creative thing that came out, in my opinion, of that reality TV, real world, okay, survivor well, I, I think, craze crap. I think you might be getting a little ahead of us 
uh, right there. Sure. But, but you're right. This is where Shay and I will, start duking it out. Yeah, yeah. We will. I'm, I'm just sitting we're here. Not, I'm the referee. We're, we're fighting for the yeah. soul of this program right yeah. now. Yeah, it's going to be a little <laughs> anyway. bit of a rope. But I'm doing the rope and dope. I'm just kind of hanging on it. But yeah, we have all three episodes in this slim, fantastic little box of drama. No, all and at the, six episodes. And at the end of this, at the end of this damn episode, if we get there, we'll give you a chance. To win them from us for free. Uh Uh, And uh, Marky, I'm glad you brought it up because Drawn Together made me think the other day. This is perfect Mm -hmm. evidence, almost tangible evidence of... Of our of our mission statement of, of our, our goal, creed of our belief of our, our creed, creed here yes. on Saturday morning cereal. What, what is that? Oh, are, you, are you really putting me on the spot? Do right? it. This is Saturday morning cereal, the show that celebrates the themes of Saturday morning that we grew up with, but that also grew up with us. Exactly. Bang. Boom. And here it Boom. becomes more than just a kind of trope, a clever little word arrangement that you exercised upon us. Uh-huh. I think it's uh, here is some evidence because okay, we'll, we'll, we'll set the stage for anybody out there who doesn't remember Drawn Together or hasn't seen it. Uh, it was it was based on like the real world road rules kind of template right. of a bunch of strangers in a house together for reality yep. TV. And you know how they would famously pick some uh, some personality types. That, it's people you that know, you would see could create drama that they Correct. could edit together. Let's so, find some unstable people that we could put in a house together and film them <laughs> acting like fucking lunatics. Also, pour but alcohol it also, down their throat and exactly. uh, see who has sex. Right. It did. All, all of this is true. Huge in television. Huge. But all of this is true. They also splashed in the generalized stereotypes of society: your jocks, your guidos, your pretties. You're homosexual. Nerds. Like, you know, they, they threw Nerds. Nerds. Yeah. Yeah. But it was all under the guise of reality. Exactly. TV. So it was eventually a, a, a you know, trope. sardonic, a sarcastic satire kind of response to that came out as Drawn Together, which was fully animated. Yeah, fully animated. And they had the premise was that they had a bunch of different you know, uh, cartoon tropes, like... They get like basically a Superman. They can't use any of the actual right. names. They, they because of copyright. It's pretty much on the but nose. Got, you could see it. They've got one of the. Uh, they've got like Link from Zelda, a piece mm-hmm. of our childhood. Superman from his own cartoon. Right. They got Betty Boop, a holdover yep. from a long time earlier. They've got. Uh, they've even got Adam Carolla plays like the internet early internet meme kind of character. Little. Troll, he was the which pig. Is just yeah. a gross he was pig, a pig that yeah. would just make. Yeah. And then it was like a SpongeBob, yep. basically. Like a Ren and Stimpy and a character. Just a, just a goofy one. Yeah. And a princess. And then the they Disney also had the Disney type princess. Right. And they had like a 70s mystery solving. Yep. Scooby Doo type. Scooby Doo sort yep. of type. Yep. Josie and the Pussycat. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, and so, so, and so, so they, they these were took all, all these them. characters. And then put them into a house together and, and, had and like, see what they would do when these right. crazy people all come together. <laughs> but here's, here's the thing. Here's what really proves it is they took all of these characters from basically different uh, stereotypes of Saturday morning cartoons. And when they put them together and made it for our demographic, again, yeah. because this was you know, 15, 20 years ago when they first started doing these. I want to say maybe 10, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone right there. get an intern to do can research. Yeah, yeah, Point being, mm-hmm. their their hook for it, even though it was very cleverly written in my opinion, their whole shtick was going way over the top of like gross out. It could not you could not show this show to children. There was one episode that was really 
even I watched it when it came out, like I said, 10, 15 years ago or not, where they had the Superman character was in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> and this was when Christopher Reeves was still alive. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was fuck, a direct. And like, that's fucked yeah. up. But and it was, and they, they broke that line a lot because that was their goal, but they actually had very clever writing. If you can hang on through the rest of it, it was worth it going through all the gross-out gags. Right. It wasn't... In fact, I think their little bumper at the end, every episode, was just their worst, like, two seconds of that episode, and they just put it on repeat for, like, ten seconds, just, like, to test you. Like, (laughs) do you think think it's going to get funnier? (laughs) Do you have the stomach for ten seconds of, you know, Betty Boop farting? Yeah, into a, you know, something yeah. or other, whatever it would be. That was their entire goal, which just points to the idea that this was essentially a kids' show, but it, they wrote it for no children it at grew all. Up they with the wrote kids. it for us. Yes. It is now our show. Yep. So when you say Saturday morning cartoons are gone, they're not. You're they right. they are just the cartoon. They're the Family Guys, the Simpsons, the Bob's Burgers. Some of them are, you know, they're definitely. You know, a difference between gross-out gags and, uh, and and being kind of easier family-friendly, but it's not for kids. These are full-on cartoons, and we don't blink an eye anymore realizing they're writing it specifically for our demographic. It evolved. They grew up with us. Yeah, it evolved with us. And, and you want to know, oh, you're, you're pushing me for more evidence? All right, here you go. Uh, I believe uh, before we started recording this, Johnny Heck, you mentioned oh, this yeah. vein... Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, well, there's I, your missing link. There's right. that's when we were teenagers. Yeah, it was that's Beavis when and Butthead. They stopped doing Saturday morning cartoons, and then they found one specifically for us, which was just dumb and absolutely played perfectly. They they were following the demographic instead of catering to children. They were teenagers in high school. And for a lot of us, you know, at least at this table, teenagers in high school watching Beavis and Butthead, and we're right around that same area. Yeah, so it, it kind of resonated. And then, you know, the next uh, natural stop after Beavis and Butthead. Well, and let's not forget Daria, too. Daria, the yeah, same network at the same yeah. time said, hey, you know what? Let's have something a little more accessible if you want a story. Or, But it's still that teen angst is yep. behind it. Yep. Which we don't see anymore at all no. in the shows that are just there to like, you know, provoke and make you laugh. Your Family Guys and so forth. And this was on MTV when actually Beavis and Butthead and Daria and those shows were actually against actual uh, music videos. By the way, millennials, um, MTV used to have music videos. Yeah, you can um, still see them in old Beavis and Butthead episodes yeah. if oh, they ever play the those. Best. That was the best right. gag when. Uh, Beavis and Butthead. Just they there actually and talk tried shit to come about back. the videos. Yeah. Right. They, they actually tried to they they tried to bring that show back a year or two ago, and I don't know that I don't think it's on there anymore because they didn't have that that video yeah, well, interaction. They, they ended up, if I remember correctly, they actually tried to do it again, and what they tried to do is they basically had Beavis and Butthead watching reality TV shows. And so they were kind yeah, of commenting on what was going on. Yeah, and they stuff. were kind of commenting on all that. So it was like the modern day MTV video. This is what was hot. Yeah. And of course, it kind of misses you, the point. You entirely. can't go back to the because same Because we had already moved on to Drawn right. Together, yep. et cetera. And now South we've got. Park, family Guy, we South moved Park. on. Mm-hmm. Great example. This is the next right progression there. of it. Obviously, if you just saw a still from that in 1996, you would say, oh, this is a kid's cartoon. Yeah. No, it <laughs> can never was. Right. And now we've got, and I just made you guys watch this, and uh-huh. you at home, mm-hmm. consider this 
me making you watch it also, Big Mouth yeah, on Netflix good. from Nick Kroll <laughs> uh, and his cast of cohorts, you know, yeah. John Mulaney and Jenny Slate and Jason Manzoukas, a bunch of those guys. Great comedians, by the way, yeah, great on their comedians. own right and, and voicing this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all, all of whom are known and underappreciated. Did you mention, Jen- did you mention Jenny Slate? Yes, I did. Well, it's worth mentioning again. I, I, and uh, mm. let's. Uh, I think someone's smitten by uh, uh, Jenny Slade. Yeah. Hey, she was dating Captain America, dude. So. Yeah, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> you better stop. Marky takes that as a challenge. He stuffs you his better, drawers. Better stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that, this, this, I think, represents a new. This is like a retrospective kind of. This is people our age saying, now we're going to make a cartoon. That remembers puberty. Yeah. Now, for the first time, we're looking back. We're being looking reflective about our pop culture place. They don't set it back in time. They don't do like a Wonder Years move. Yeah. It appears to be here and now, but it's not focused on the kids don't have cell phones. None of that comes well, into yeah, it. But you know, but it is. You could not let kids watch this show. Not at all. You shouldn't. But maybe. But it, looks like but it, it was might drawn be, by kids. It, Absolutely. It might be a good idea to let. Adolescent kids, especially boys, watch this. It's 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 this it's this idea that like um, I've been living my life by this credo that like there's nothing really special about me. <laughs> Everything that I've gone through, every other dude has pretty much gone through in almost the same exact way. And the worst feeling when you're a kid is to think that all these boners and all the jacking off you're doing makes you a weirdo and an outsider. Mm-hmm. Nothing really spoke to you back then that all the socks you're feeling, right. all the, like, my mom did my laundry forever. She must have known. Well, when your, sock, <laughs> when your socks are coming through and they're just like a fucking flat board. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? She like, you know? Yeah, she just um, folds it and it cracks in half. <laughs> And by the way, settle down, hippie. I want my kids to think that masturbating is terrible and they're horrible and they're going to hell for all of it. So, well, see, but yeah. that's 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 I guess, exactly I guess what we're Johnny's not. at least saying it should be an uphill climb for them in I the mean, shame department. Yeah, no, it, they and have that's to funny. overcome a hurdle of self hate and big before mouth, they become normal. Big mouth does nail a lot of those tropes. I mean, it, it was fucking funny. It's there's no place you know for kids watching. I mean, no. but then again, when we were kids, we were watching. We had this discussion earlier in a little. Pre-show, we were talking about watching Lethal Weapon and RoboCop and Die Hard when we were like 10 10 years old. So, you know, not for nothing. But, yeah, these cartoons are animated shows. I think cartoons is almost like pejorative now. But these animated shows are for us. That's an interesting point, actually. I want to get back to that because I I feel like they shouldn't be. Well, they're not for me. I consider like a grown-up animated show would be like Spawn or, you know, like some Lord of the Rings stuff or something. But Okay. But what we're dealing with with Akira South or Park, like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's where you choose animation as a medium to okay. be a part of it. But the rest of these, they're cartoons. Sure. The Simpsons is a cartoon. Hell, Whoa, a lot buddy. of the Matrix movie was a cartoon. I would say a lot of the Matrix movie, and especially the animated bits, that's animation. Yeah. Okay, cartoon, so there's another thing. Bright colors, black right. shaded yep. details. Yep. Colorful, just, just big characters. Yeah. And that's what we're getting. Like, F is for family. Yeah. Is like the new Wonder Years. 
almost yeah. in the same period, maybe it's a, five, yeah, ten it's years around the, later. Around top, the seventies, yeah. I mean, but Bill, it's, Bill Bird does that does that show again, also on Netflix, and you know, and that's a great avenue for all these uh, all these shows. But F is for Family is kind of like a retrospective Bill Burr looking at his childhood and I've I'm a big fan of his I mean I just geek out on him if you don't know who he is famous comedian um he's acted and uh breaking bad a few other things but he some of his bits he's talked about his dad would tell him I'll throw you through a fucking wall and now he plays the dad and there's a little kid called Billy and he th- tells his kids I'll throw you through through a fucking wall you know those well, really I'm, violent I'm, uh things parents yeah, used to say lots when, of cursing <laughs> and express, yeah. there's nudity in that show but now let's look back 15 20 25 years ago when comedians were getting the same deal essentially Bobby's life Bobby's uh, world. Right. Louis well, Anderson's yeah. world, Bobby's right. world, yeah. whose entire stand-up act was about how horrible his dad was. Right. Yep. But he still, when he came time for him to make his cartoon, he had to make it family accessible. Yeah. Right. He couldn't Bobby. curse. Yeah. He couldn't go that far. That's a, actually a great point. So yeah. now Bill Burr waited, and now that we are all old enough to be like, yeah, put some boobs and some, and some F-bombs in our cartoons – we're ready for that, but it's and it not, gives it another dimension. Right. It, it lets it do a little bit more. It does. I, I wouldn't. Again, this is something you wouldn't show children, which is something you never would have said when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. But and also, Fritz the cat maybe. Parents Fritz would the have cat. Said, oh, yeah. you can't watch that. That's a videotape that like wh- that one friend you had. Those yeah. parents didn't give a fuck. Had that videotape, but you know, F is for family and even Big Mouth. I mean, they're not dropping f-bombs and showing tits or whatever just for the sake of the ability to do it they're actually it's actually entertaining funny telling a story so it's just not gratuitous they're actually having a fucking point which is good and relatable shit too and 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 it's undeniably grown up but there's a cartoon certainly for grown-ups certainly that's a phenomenon that almost we it happened so gradually as we got older we don't really realize it so, you know, every now and then, you know, every five years we go, holy shit, The Simpsons has been on for 45 years now? Right, yeah. Oh, wow. And and, and, but, and a sitting president, George Bush, senior, senior, I don't know why I said Senior Jorge like, Bush? I don't know, I'm thinking about senior getting, Bush? Some, getting some Mexican food after I leave, but Senior Bush, I remember one of his platforms was like, I want America, I can't do the impression, I want America <laughs> to be more like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons. Like, that was a fucking political platform because yep. Bart Simpson said, eat my shorts, and yep. that caused everybody to lose their fucking mind. Yeah, Dan now, Quayle versus Bart Simpson, was, right. which helped keep that show on the air probably yeah. back in the late 80s, early 90s. And now you have South Park saying, you know, suck my fucking dick and fuck you and fuck this and up your... Their actual out. game is called, uh, what is it? Something oh, like, um, Frack? Fractured butthole. The fractured butthole. The fractured butthole. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say and not make it sound dirty. I think that's the intent. But the yeah, fractured yeah. butthole. Yeah. Say, try it real quick, without sounding like you're saying butthole. Fractured butthole. What <laughs> if it, what, 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 what if it was brought to us by our uh, one sponsor? Um, Pemberton presents Fractured Butthole. <laughs> Come down to Pemberton, yo. You can learn to fracture a butthole as well. <laughs> no, see, you already, blew, you already buried cool. it. Yeah, you I liked it. it. I think it was yeah, good. Yeah, 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 it's good. I it's think good. it was good. But, yeah, that you know, it speaks to the point where we've come this far. Again, we have a sitting president battling Bart Simpson. And now it's just it, the, the dog is off the leash. It's yeah. running down the road. And we have Big Mouth, F is for family. and But drawn together, it was before its time. 
you know, not to not to kind of take a step back, but if this yeah, show is out for, now for a for an animated show on Comedy Central that isn't South Park, you know, in the mid aughts or whatever, mm-hmm. it did pretty well. It, it was did like well. three seasons, three, four. You really yeah. couldn't it, ask for much more than that out of right. Comedy Central. Is it you really? really is it? Is it? <laughs> uh, the Daily Show. Is it worth at least <laughs> touching on what this was trying to comment on? I mean, do you think that there was a larger kind of um, uh, kind of point of view, right? Because no, because look, America Wait. was in the was in the the middle of the boom of reality television. Right. Was this a fuck you to this, reality? Was this TV? a fuck you? Was this is like this is how See, ridiculous think, this is? I think if you appreciate drawn together the way they intend it, then the first time someone in front of you starts to say, "Well, what is the bigger idea they're presenting?" That's right where you would put in a dick joke. <laughs> you cannot. Right. They're saying, no, this is an animated reality show. Please do not take us as seriously. And this is why we're going to do a whole bit about masturbation for the next nine minutes on the well, show. Well, then that means it's just lazy. That's Well, but they they love to toe that line. Now, this, okay. this is just getting into more meta critique of the show itself. Mm-hmm. And I would love to do that, but I won't. Because Vincent D'Onofrio is <laughs> on the show. That's right. We are. Yeah. That's let's, the best uh, segue I've let's ever go ahead. in my life. Let's take a little break here. Uh, yes. We'll get our thoughts together. And we are going to, uh, we'll talk a little bit. We didn't even touch on the planes, cast. trains, and automobiles. Yeah, we will. Yep. And we have an interview from two. Comic-Con. Yeah. Your, yeah. Boy, your boy, Johnny Heck, was on the road are at Comic-Con. Are you talking about, are you, are you referring, is that third person or fourth person? What, boy, what, what I, voice are you I, in right I, now? I'm telling you, I'm on fifth person. <laughs> I'm in a different realm. He's speaking into a mirror. As he does <laughs> yeah. this, everyone at home. I get a little, you know, retrospective. You know, I got a. He's he has is, a mirror behind him and a mirror in front of him, and he's talking to himself face forward to the guy behind him. Hey That's man. how crazy this is. It's hey the mirror dome, everybody. <laughs> I'm telling you, hey. I order Hooters food to go, man. You can't pay me with one brush. <laughs> the best joke ever. Let's go to commercial. All right, let's take a little break. We'll come back and you'll have that interview with Vincent D'Onofrio and what meatloaf? Bonus. I just love cookie Christmas cereal. Taking to disaster? I mean, I'm not It tastes like little chocolate chip cookies. And it's a crispy part of this complete breakfast. High bounce balls. Did I get that right? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Man, I miss it when uh, cereal could give a kid diabetes. You know, that was like the golden age. Was Cookie. Crisp. Do they not have those anymore? Though? I Cookie was going to ask you guys. They do. Um, I, I mean, don't. I was. I was down. I. Uh, I just bought some sugary cereals the other day, uh, and I walked down the aisle. I, my favorite cereal in the world, Fruity Pebbles. I got it. I did. Yeah, I did. you've been eating some fruity pebbles. I did the double bag box. It was seven dollars. I was just like, oh my god! I got fruity pebbles for at least one, two, maybe three days. What uh, <laughs> what color is that milk turn? <laughs> it's a rainbow of colors. It's so fucking awesome. But you mix them together. It yeah. all 
No, I it actually the out. night before I eat any fruity pebbles, I meticulously separate all the colors. It's, a different <laughs> chart. it's like a beautiful mind just sitting there with the tweezers pulling them all out of each area. Don't want the reds and the blues. I want together. yellow today, mother. One of those Buddhist chalk powder <laughs> sculptures. Yeah. He, he picks them out with chopsticks for a real, you know, challenge. Yeah, man. And uh, I did not notice Cookie Crisp. And um, but when I when I heard this commercial just now, I was reminded of an incident. Probably the only time that my mom said no to a cereal choice. Really? And it was yes. It was when I wanted Cookie Crisp. They, I, I think they messed up on the name. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had this argument, this conversation, this negotiation. Little Marky just. <laughs> She was just like, no, I'm not giving you cookies for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Fruity Pebbles starts with the word fruit. Fruity. Yeah. And it's stuff like tricks. Yeah. That's nondescript. Yeah. But when you just, it seems like the executives at that point were like, let's fuck just, it. Yeah, like it started as a bad joke memo or something. Well, let's just have little tiny cookies. <laughs> Okay, Tom, what do you Vitamin want to call Vitamin packed. Cookie crisp? Vitamin fortified. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. someone said, yeah, screw it. Let's try it. <laughs> it's, it. It's his last day. They're just smoking a cigarette. He's like, fuck him. Just call it cookie crisp. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and well, I'll, I'll post this. I'll post this on the website. But there was a story a couple of years ago, um, maybe four or five years ago, and it cracked me up. A woman actually sued. Um, the makers of uh, Captain Crunch, it was the fruit berries or uh-huh. uh, crunch berries, right? Uh-huh. Because they actually contain no berries. <laughs> and actually brought a fucking lawsuit See, because that, there that was no off. berries. That, that's right on the fence, for, though, for me. She kind of has a point. Well, I mean, it's either one of two things. Either it's just like some kind of troll, just suing Totally. Or a fucking moron, allegedly. I don't want to get us sued, but it was like, there's no. Yes, there's, there's no, no fruit berries fruit in these crunch berries. Yeah. I mean, now, if you're talking about someone who thought there would be like a dried up fucking like cranberry or something <laughs> in the middle of each one of these, okay, I'm with you. That's. That's just not mentally on the same bus yeah. as the rest of us. But if it was someone, I, 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 I'd like to think there's something more than a troll. Someone who's like, all right, someone's got to draw a line in the sand. If you start calling them berries and selling them to kids, they will grow up to be adults who think berries <laughs> include in cereal puffs but well know, there's this uh, there's crunch berries and also it's a cartoon on the box and his eyebrows are on his hat I and mean, nothing makes sense about it well you know the, the, the way again, that at the look, very least they could put some goddamn berries in the recipe you wouldn't need much the way that they're um, berry powder the whole mixed into whatever industrial sludge <laughs> they bake it out of that's not asking a Cap- whole lot captain crunch now with real berry powder well, i guarantee well, you those peanut one, butter I, ones I probably news. had real peanut butter in them i i have some news um, mm-hmm. Tricks. Are they not just for kids? <laughs> uh, Can rabbits probably eat them? Is the embargo over? Breaking news. Tricks has famously a couple years ago went to all natural colors. I, oh, yeah, I remember do remember this? hearing about okay, that. Okay, did you try it? 
No, I hadn't tried it for years well, before, and I too still late now it. because they're going yeah, back. They're on that. Yeah, they're nice. going back. I did hear what, about that what too. What were the unnatural colors that were they were using? Probably bright yellow. Yeah, no, bright it was red. Um, they actually <laughs> no, it was it was those you know those red dye number fives, yellow okay. dye number you know blues gotcha. number twos or whatever. Um, I don't have all the all the details in front of me, but yeah. yeah so they're going Not back like to the original uranium yellow and uh, whatever. Right. Yeah, that sounds like pee. But okay. that's uranium yellow. <laughs> that's my favorite crayon. I'm glad it doesn't make you think of radioactivity. A, it shows yellow. you have a safer kind of less developed mind. Mama, I was eating the tricks and uh, my, my my pee is uh, it's burning a hole in the toilet. There's this uh, um, the whole the whole play on words with 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 cereal and with naming it. Um, there's this joke in a office. It was um, Ryan, who was always very, he was always trying to be like this big businessman and stuff. And he was like, he was like canning um, his mom's pesto. Okay. Right. You guys remember this episode? Yeah. And then on it, Oh, it you're says, talking about the show. Yeah, the, I the thought you were just doing no, no, the no. worst joke setup yeah. I'd ever heard. No, the, the show, okay. The Office, the I'm American version, right. Ryan... Yeah. Who played by Ryan has uh, Novak. jars of pesto. Who uh, he was selling these jars of pesto, and then selling they were from his, his yeah. mother's recipe. And then uh, the, um, on it, apparently, it said you know kosher. Mm-hmm. And then whoever was buying the the jar of pesto said, "Oh, this is this is kosher." He's like, "Oh, yeah, you know, it's kosher, you know." It's cool. <laughs> you know, so he wasn't like he wasn't technically right. saying that it that it was co- like a rabbi. Made it so. Yeah. It's just he was saying it on. Yeah, the, it's kosher. It was, bro. it was about the vernacular. Yeah, and so bro. when you're buying fruity yeah. pebbles, there's it's fruity, bro. There's <laughs> there, there's a there's an a, there's this agreement as to what fruity might mean. Might yeah yeah. It's okay. not not that there's fruit in it's, it. And thank you all for joining us for another segment of Marquee <laughs> awkwardly and painfully drags us through a bad office analogy <laughs> to prove a pretty good point though. You're right. But at least Fruity Pebbles had the good sense to say fruity instead of candy crispies. Well, I didn't sue him because I thought I was eating pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> Another fair point. <laughs> but Vincent D'Onofrio is here. Yes. Uh, and Meatloaf. In, in spirit? It, well, uh, in on, spirit? on the show. We in should spirit. talk about that for a second. About ghost wars in spirit. Get get where I was going. Oh, I get yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, it took a yep. second. All right. That yeah. was no. It's Grim is not. It's, it's landing as well as it can because we <laughs> we do have. You're right. If you've held on through all this, <laughs> you have nowhere else to go. So you're probably about to hear an interview that our own Johnny Heck here got. At Comic-Con. Yes. 2017. Uh, just, this is just fresh. Just Double weeks, weeks ago. ago yeah, yeah. Uh, about Ghost Wars. Yeah. The new show on sci-fi. You can go uh, start catching it online. It's on now. It's probably. On now. Yep. Uh, also through your television. You can yep. see it. If you want yes. to be old-fashioned about it. Your, your boys uh, on the show here. We watched it together as a group. Uh, yeah, it's Meatloaf, Vincent D'Onofrio, a couple other familiar faces, uh, sci-fi. Interesting show uh, by the creator of a show I really like called Continuum. I don't know if you get a chance to watch it. Yeah, that's one uh, of those Simon Barry, like quiet yeah. cult classics. Love the show. The creator is awesome. Uh, uh, Simon Barry did Continuum. Love that show. I'm I'm a huge fan. Trying to muscle so these we have, fools into watching we it. We have but. more about Ghost Hunters. Ghost later. Wars. Ghost, Ghost Wars. Wars later. Uh, <laughs> it's been like we have more about week. D'Onofrio later. We have more yes. about Meatloaf later. But 
But I must say, as producer of this fine program, is this that is we have some obligations. Executive authority happening yeah, right now. Um, and also, I'm actually very I'm, – I'm, I'm happy to kind of uh, draw these themes together to try to – I'm trying to – I'm bending over backwards trying to create this to, – to tie all this stuff together. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, I, I hear and, what he's and, going for, uh, and, and Johnny. This is, this is painful. Johnny, listeners, can can you tell? This is painful. He's this trying painful, to do yeah. here. Um, he's doing the heavy lifting. The one, of the but, show. but I am I am excited uh, to talk about this next thing. Yes. Before we get to D'Onofrio and Meatloaf, because I'm excited about that too. Stay tuned, but, true believers. It's coming up soon. But Johnny, what, Heck, what is one of those Johnny classic eighty stories? Please tell us what we are talking about next, because this is a big deal, everybody. And man, does time go fast. It does. Yes. Can you believe, 30 years after its theatrical debut, a comedy classic is finally coming home. What is it? Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, uh, Blu-ray and DVD, is uh, out now. Uh, it's out now. Yeah. You remember the late, great John Candy? Yep. Mm-hmm. The still great Steve Martin? Um, two people that were drawn together, complete opposite. <laughs> there we yeah. go. There's the pun yeah. I was waiting for. We keep leaning into it. I'm sure uh, Grimm is loving this. But, uh, <laughs> you know, written directed by John Hughes, another great oh talent that's yeah. gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely defining for our generation. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think this is one of those movies that um, this was one of those ex- one of those exceptional um contemporary pieces where we could watch this with our parents and they had mm. something to kind of relate to, you know, we were, you know, we were like we, the we were worst always... joke was that, uh, those aren't pillows. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Homophobia. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the only part that might, if you were a kid like us, squirm a little bit yeah. in front of your parents and otherwise boom. Yeah. You can be like, um, um, mom, dad, uh, where was his hand? Uh, what was he talking You're about? You're not really. Every, every, no, that was a very clean joke. Everybody right. knew what it, he was, was talking funny. about. Yeah. There was no questions, and everybody kind of laughed at it. And uh, But it was this story of these two. Steve Martin's ass. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, up, right, right up Main Street. Just, just to make sure <laughs> if, if you've forgotten. But these two I was people are. He was giving them right up the kind of the balls, like the taint area, like that. Uh, I don't know, just kind of got must have must have gotten a really? little ways in, but that close. I think it would have been a little more. Uh, uh, not one of you guys. To what happened? Not one of you guys. Spoiler alerted that you got the pillow part. I mean, that was a big joke. You guys just ruined it for. I think. Oh, they put it in the, the trailer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, you're off the hook if it was if the worst thing for this. And I think it might actually have been rated R. Just was for it? that part. I'm going to look right now. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Well, this was also uh, late 80s, so they didn't, feel like they they didn't rate this. They didn't rate this R back at the time. It was probably like PG. <laughs> nope, it's rated R. It says oh, right wow. here. A big old R. On the, or, the reason why I even know that is because I'm right now holding a Blu-ray disc. This is Blu-ray, DVD, digital HD. Oh, but uh, Mark, is I'm, that yours? Do no, you own I, that? Well, I'm going to that... probably take the digital code. Will you code. give it to me? Um, <laughs> after I open this and take the digital code, I am going to give. <laughs> That's <laughs> something you say off. There, by the way, everybody. That's another little inside. Uh, so what I'm giving away, moment. what we are giving away is the Blu-ray DVD of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And it actually has a sticker on the front that says celebrating the 30th anniversary. 30 well, years. that will make me 40 years old. Mm. Wow. I cannot believe that this movie is that old. Um, 
the and I'm going to ask you guys. Uh, how, I, I, I want to ask. There. I want to ask. What do you got? I want to ask both of you guys. After I tell my story, uh, I want to ask both of you guys. Sure. Where, if you guys remember where you saw this movie, before, how you watched this movie. Before you get too do, deep, also remember in-depth interviews with the late great John Hughes. Um, interviews with the cast and crew, a lot of people that aren't with us anymore. So this Blu-ray has a lot of good features on it. John Candy and John Hughes are both so. not with us. So. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. some interviews deal. on this Blu-ray. So it's going to make some pretty exclusive interviews. Right, yeah, Mark, so, um, go ahead. But uh, but yeah, so I remember I remember where I remember how I watched this movie. Not necessarily when I watched this movie for the first time. Uh, my aunt, you know, my dad's sister. Um, was all it was very good about giving my dad and us gifts, and we were not so good at giving them gifts. <laughs> but so she would always give us gifts that we can all enjoy together. And I remember she gave us uh, VHS tapes uh-huh. of planes, trains, and automobiles. And Roger Rabbit was another one. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember her giving this to us because she thought that we could all enjoy this as a family. And we all watched this movie, and it was absolutely one of those rare times where, you know, we, I did not grow up in the house where we all ate our TV dinners around the TV. That wasn't us. You, know, you we, all went to your rooms to eat we, together? We were hardly all there <laughs> Mark, together. Mark, Mark would go outside and just kind of... You had the big TV in the kitchen then. We, no, we, we had, like, we ate around the TV, but it wasn't like that. It wasn't like... Um, you just didn't have trays because you're animals. Yes, we would eat off the floor. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, there was there was something like um, I don't think that we all watched the programs together. Like TV was on together, but it's not like my mom was paying attention to what we were watching, and we weren't paying attention to what she was watching. Right. It's eight you o'clock. Know, like, we're watching Family yeah, Ties yeah. together. Get in the no, kitchen. It wasn't get in like the that. living room right now. Uh, but this was <laughs> one of those really rare. Uh, instances, you know, that I could pinpoint in my memory. This was one of those rare movies that we all did watch together and we all did laugh together and, and all related to together. Right. John Hughes is exceptional about rate about yeah. relating to you. Um, and this movie really nailed it, you know? It did. Yeah. And I remember yeah. watching it. I, I saw this with a parent in the theater and again, at, you know, young age, um, Watching this, but I, I, I want to see because I love Steve Martin. I love uh, uh, John Candy. So I want to see them. And it's funny. So, But also, you know, tug at your heartstrings at the end, which John Hughes w- did very uh, masterfully best. in a lot of his films. Yeah. But I've also watched this film at different stages of my life, you know. So watching it as a kid was one thing. So all the funny shit, those aren't pillows. And, and, and just <laughs> when they're driving the car and you look around and, and John Candy is the fucking devil, you know, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the end, you know, spoiler alert, go watch it, come back, fuck you. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you find out, you know, he, he's a widower, he's, he's homeless, he's you know, yeah. he's like maybe suicidal, anything. So you watch this as an adult now in your 20s, 30s or whatever, and you're watching this, and you're like, fuck. So it takes a different level. So this is one of the movies you could watch as a kid, you could watch as an adult, and it and it hits different notes as you get older. So it's it's timeless in a way. They were, um, if I remember, I have not seen this movie in twenty five years. If this really? is thirty years old, watch this all, it's all during Thanksgiving. I don't think I don't think I've seen it in a long you're time. A, you're but, a monster. But, I, but what I do remember is that you had one of the characters was this really, really, really happy. You know, fun-loving, joyful guy who was always welcoming and open. And then you had this other guy who was just kind of a sourpuss and always just kind of very selfish. But he was the one that had 
the big house and the awesome wife and the amazing kids. He was the one that should have been happy and welcoming and joyful. Right. But he wasn't. It was the other guy. Yeah, because he, you know, he was so stressed yeah. about getting home. He was just up his own ass about getting home. Up I his own to my ass, family. Yeah. My parents are getting their mail I got to get home. And you got Del Griffith, you know. He sold fucking shower curtain rings. <laughs> shower curtain you know? rings. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, whatever, because he didn't have a home. So he was kind of probably trying to stall it or... Or just get the most out of it with this guy. But he was just trying to connect, just like all of right. us. Just like all of yeah. us. Yeah, so again, different levels. You and didn't that, that was, when you and were he kid. has that iconic little speech at the end where he kind of he has to stick up for himself for the first time when, right. when you learn all the stuff about him. And, uh, well, it's kind of before that. When are you talking about when they're in the hotel? And he's like, "You're just you won't shut up." You're just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And and he's like, "I like me. My wife likes oh, yeah, 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 yeah." That yeah. whole yeah, speech yeah. is just it connects on so many levels yep. there. And then yep. if it if that speech weren't in there, there's a good chance we wouldn't be talking about this. It wouldn't be there a, wouldn't be a Blu-ray movie. out there with <laughs> right. a fucking thirtieth anniversary sticker on it. Yeah, you know. Uh, oh, and for the record, when I first saw it, it was like on Showtime or HBO at a motel when the summer after it came out, as the whole family was driving cross country. So were you? So the pillows part really rang through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I slept on the floor that night because I didn't understand about proper taint placement. I, I did like afterward, you know, those aren't pillows that get up like, oh, how about the game last night? Oh, yeah. They, oh, they did well. They kind of macho it out really quick. But, you know, and again, not, you know, not to dive in, we could do a whole episode on this, but, you know. We kinda, haven't? Kind of, yeah, kind of toward the end, uh, though, when, when, when they're, um, their, their car's old as shit and they're kind of like friends now and they're having the booze and they're, you know, there's like a fire going and they're just kind of drinking and shit and talking and, and, Steve Martin's character says to John Candy's character, you know, at least we have our wives. And you go back and look at it knowing now what happens. And you kind of see John Candy's eyes go a little glassy. He goes, at least we have our wives. Even though he knows his wife is gone and all that shit. But again, these layers of this fucking movie. And yeah, it's a comedy. It's goofy. It's an 80s shit. But man, I just think it's, it's one of the most complete. Was John from, Candy from start best, to finish? Yeah. yeah, I mean the the John Candy Holy Trilogy as uh, you know uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Right, Uncle Buck, <laughs> and then who's Harry Crumb? Right. And uh, uh, it's funny how Uncle that's, Buck it, is although, John Hughes too, right? If I'm not mistaken, I do believe so. Hughes, yeah. Who's but, Harry Crumb is so not, is, and that movie but is also, pretty but, much but, terrible. But, but so is. Sixteen Candles. So is Home Alone. Yeah, weird. So science. is yeah. you know. So like yeah. this guy. This guy dips his toes into a lot of yeah. subgenres, but they're all about the same thing. They're all about kind of heart. Uh, they're all, they have heart. Yeah. Is you know, very it's about thick. heart. I actually just the other day caught his his turn in uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah. Oh yeah, where he's the one security guard. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, uh, <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, I'm sorry. The park is closed. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like oh, that's not. Lots of baby gun. That won't even penetrate the skin. Ah, I think so. But you know, he ends up like opening up with them, and uh, and by you the know. you know, he's the one pleading for for you know Wally. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Not to press charges. Right. He's oh, just he's Mr. Just Wally all shot me in the box with big a gun. Giant man. heart thing. But I went on your roller coaster three times, and I, yeah, I, I didn't I throw up once. And I usually <laughs> I throw up every single time that I go up and. Yeah, he was. Uh, I I remember when he passed. It was just like one of the worst days. Yeah, uh, he was I my agree. favorite. I, splash. I mean, remember yeah. he dropped the change and look up the skirts. But anyway, 
Yeah, he Great was movie. really a creep in that. I yeah. recommend no one who remembers Splash, Splash w- like favorably. I I don't mean, go back and watch it again. <laughs> See, w- John so, Candy and all his Playboy stuff, and he would drop chains to go look up skirts. Yes, is that not uh, that is like sewer level Harvey Weinstein behavior. You don't, you can't, you can't have that anymore. No. That would get cut in a heartbeat from a movie. Uh, well, the more we go back and watch our classics, the more culture now tells us they're kind of terrible every now and then. I don't know. I mean, it's again, it's, it's we, true. We could go down. Listen, I don't want to go too yeah, far down this tangent. We've had but everyone out there. However, that I, love I don't want to say anything controversial, but Bogart used to slap a couple bitches every once in a while. But uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. On camera. In movies, even. Right. I know. In the, front of like the whole don't let me do it again to you, honey. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> hey, Humphrey, we didn't hear the slap off that last one. Can you can you put on really a f- give it to her there, Humphrey? Can you put on a few more rings so we can get it in the back? <laughs> Speaking of big menacing Hollywood types, Vincent D'Onofrio was at Comic Con. <laughs> yes, <laughs> menacing. Boy, I should, well, he's, he's has he ever been menacing in a? Well, okay, the Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I am sorry. He kind of nails it. In. By the way, recently announced he's coming back yeah, to I heard the that third season today, of yeah. fucking Daredevil. Actually, where did I hear that, that from? Uh, what Twitter account was it, Marky? Stay classy, SDCC. Plug, hashtag plug. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, we're excited about Vincent D'Onofrio. We're excited that we can bring you this audio. Um, I think we should talk about this just for a second because, sure. um, look, he's... He's in a new uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is in everything. Um, he's in uh, a bunch of stuff. Yes. Yeah, and and uh, he's working. He's been he's amazing in everything that he's ever been in. Famously saying, uh, f- uh, famously so. Yes. <laughs> the first VHS tape that I can remember I think I know seeing. Full metal. Full metal jacket. jacket right. I went to my neighbor's house. His mom worked at a rental. Store. I think it's that, the that is I my very first VHS tape. It's exact same scenario, exact same yep. movie. But I, same as movie? a warning, everybody, make sure you check how it's spelled because mine was spelled J A C K dash I T. Much different experience. Uh, well, I. Mm, I'm scarred for life. Was it robots fucking? <laughs> I wish I wish I could just use normal words to express it. Point being, no, you I saw, saw the one, but Stanley Cooper. Yes, I saw the Stanley. Like my, I Thank was a God. kid. Uh, it came out. I mean, that was I was probably eight years old. Can we not? I mean, can we? Uh, can we? Can we get the the general age range? This, here? this is what I like doing on the show lately. Twitter. Can you tell us how old Marquis probably was based on what you know? Let us know. Do we have to do some wiki reading? Stay classy. Um, ST- <laughs> no, I, I think, think um, you're I on believe, Wikipedia. I believe that uh, I must have been around eight, maybe nine years old. I didn't see in the theater, but yeah. It no, was I saw it VHS. Films. This was VHS. I, okay. Because my neighbor... Um, his mom again. You always have that one bring, neighbor. Yeah, they, you always she have would, that one neighbor. She would. She had cool. a VCR, and then she she worked at a rental store, and she would bring movies home over the weekend. And I remember Full Metal Jacket being, if not the first of the first times that I ever saw a VHS. I remember because I was really into Vietnam movies back then. It it gave you like. 
like it was the a good built-in guy, guy. good guy, yeah, bad yeah, guy. Yeah. We were growing up. Yep. It wasn't about beating them krauts. It was the Ruskies, the Reds. And, and Grim actually told me before the show he had a friend. Uh, his name was Charlie. Kicked the shit out of him. He was a white kid. Kicked the shit out of him because he was Charlie. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it was really brutal. Now, well, you can't be too reason, careful. The reason why I bring this up, not to get too uh, off the fucking rail here, but... In a time where I was watching a lot of Vietnam movies where the Vietnam soldiers were heroes, um, uh, then Full Metal Jacket, I watched that, right? This is after I've already been indoctrinated with the heroes of the Vietnam War. And now you get this complex picture. And I'm a kid, Mm -hmm. and Vincent D'Onofrio plays what turns out to be, and especially now that I think about it, (laughs) uh, one of the most tragic and horrifying yes. uh, 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 figures in any movie that I've ever seen. Yeah. He plays Gomer Pyle. He's, he's, he's ridiculed. He's given that name. Private Pyle! Private Pyle. Yeah. Is this your donut? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and let's not even... Yeah, we're, yeah, we, should, we can't Start even talk about right. Gunnery Sargent on that because he's, yeah. he's an iconic figure. That Arl- character. Arlie Ermey. Arlie Ermey. I mean, fucking, you know, the, the, the fucking chance and shit, yeah. you know, like. But Donovan yeah. was fucking scary. Scary. scary and scary. Yeah. Good. Scary. And like now, that shot of him in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. I think that they used on some of the yes. posters had no makeup. It was uh, not highly stylized or anything, but that became one of those iconic, scary so pictures spooky. where it's you so thought amazing. it was a horror movie. It's so amazing. Just by the look on his face. How many times have you watched that movie and then stopped it after they leave kind of training camp, you know, before the Because, Soldier yeah, because it's kind of like two movies. Before Right, right. Before he goes to Vietnam. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole first half of the movie, which is kind of the most harrowing yeah. of it, the most soul painful to watch all occurs on american soil yeah the it, war it, it itself all, it is all not comes down into the narrative right. at all it, it all comes down to this it's all personified in the in the d'onofrio character he's sitting and he says it he goes i am in a world of shit yeah. you know and he's talking about the american culture at the time he's talking about the vietnam war at the you know he's talking about all this stuff it means it's so heavy as a kid, I don't really get it, you know, obviously. Yeah. You know, it's one of the most, um, like, uh, it left such an imprint in yeah. my head. Vincent D'Onofrio is very important to me, yes. culturally speaking, as as realized in the Pyle character. Right. It's amazing what he did in that. Yeah. It, it, he'll never... Yeah. He can never fuck up in my mind. Yeah, and we could even go on and talk about a lot more of his roles, but that is just culturally appropriate right there. Yeah. He was someone playing someone in a different time that spoke to those of us who weren't even alive then. Yep. And we could talk about Full Metal Jacket. It's one of the most quoted... Sure. Like, I feel yeah, like we've so actually many, covered yeah. a lot. We could here. do we could do this again and again and again. Mm-hmm. But we see Vincent D'Onofrio popping up, and also I, I want to make sure we've got time to get Men in Black in. Yeah, I was I was about to oh, get yeah. to that. I was about His to get other to that. tour de force. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 I don't even know. <laughs> again, a master of subtle Dude. acting. And when he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he barely noticed him. He's like a fly on the wall. But you know, um, did, like we did, mentioned, uh, did you did you realize? That Vincent D'Onofrio actually 
Now, we know that he's in Daredevil and he plays yes. Kingpin. And please, let's talk about that here in a second. Here we go. But Trivia did you know time. that Trivia. he is, that's not the only Marvel character that he has played on a, in, a, in a movie? Do, 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 did you know do, 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 do. that Vincent D'Onofrio played Thor? And if you do know that, will you, Grimshay, give me the movie that he played Thor in? Well, that was, if if my sources are correct, I believe that's Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, Adventures in Babysitting. We have a winner. <laughs> he was like this, like, beefcake. Oh, it's so like hunky yoked, dude. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the little kid was like, are you Thor? And he's like, mm, I don't know what you mean. And he, like, helped Give me with that hammer, and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's super yoked. Like, you don't realize. He's I, got this long blonde hair. Right. You know? yeah, <laughs> totally. It, it was, yeah, it was, it, that movie, it, again, these different looks. He's kind of, you know, chubby in uh, Full Metal Jacket. Go back to Daredevil. He's you know super young. V- v- you know, I wouldn't say Walter super young, Fisk, but he's, he's powerful. He's yeah. just he's a silverback of a man. Yes, that's a good oh, that's a good analogy. That's perfect. And, and and with Daredevil, especially in the comic books, uh, Kingpin is super kind of fat, but just powerful. You he's know? just yeah. Muscle. So yeah. You, you know, you didn't get this big fat dude, but he's just super big. And again, your boy Johnny Eck was at the round table. For Ghost Wars and saw Vincent D'Onofrio walk up, and you ever been in an eclipse and you just the lights <laughs> kind of turned? I'm uh, I'm not a short guy, you know. I'm 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 over six feet tall. He walks over. I'm sitting down. And it's just like holy shit, that's Vincent D'Onofrio. All right, hold on. I think well, I think right now we need to kind of back this up just or slow this up just a second. So for those of you guys that need to catch up a second here, uh, we were. Um, uh, San Diego Comic-Con yes. 2017. Just a couple um, months ago. We always yeah. have a lot of assignments, you know. Um, Comic-Con's gracious enough to give us a couple of press passes, um, and we really try to live it up to the fullest. We capture as much as we possibly can. I was I was busy. Marky um, is the A team. Johnny Heck is the so B yeah. Johnny Heck yeah. had this assignment. So he's at San Diego Comic-Con. I say, hey, there's this show called Ghost Ghost Hunters, Ghost and Wars, Ghost Wars, and you <laughs> will. And guess what? Every time, guess what? Fucking Meatloaf is there, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh my god, I love Meatloaf. I'll do anything for Meatloaf." But I won't, but I do, won't that. do that. <laughs> and, so, and, and I'm like, "But and not only that, not only is Meatloaf there, but Vincent fucking D'Onofrio's there." And he's like, "Oh what?" And then I'm like, "Oh yeah." And I'm like, "Hey, my I pants was just, just to get tighter so, for no reason." And so he took this assignment gracefully, um, and uh, what we want to do is we want to set up just real, real briefly why he was there. Ghost Hunters, Ghost Wars, Ghost Wars, oh, God's Ghost Wars <laughs> is on Sci-Fi. And if, if, if the plot line were more optimistic, <laughs> they'd be ghost hunting. Unfortunately, it has devolved into so, some ghost uh, wars. Ghost wars, and is, they had a press event, yes. which at Comic Con. Well, if you're us, you know all about. But yeah, since mm-hmm. you're not, let's tell you real quick. When you do roundtable interviews at a big event like this, mm-hmm. they bring in as many journalists as they can, and then they bring in as much cast as they can, yep. and they get as many interviews done. As fast as possible. In a round table and The way format. they do that is setting up a bunch of tables where you pack it with, say, like four to seven journalists. Yeah. And then you put two or three people who are to be Cast members, writers, at that same stars. One. And then like speed dating. You hit the clock. Five minutes. Yeah. It's done. The, the, the producer the, comes the by. Producers, the, the stars next... or whatever get up, move to the next table. They, they rotate while the journalists sit there. 
you're stuck there, Johnny. Well, I shouldn't say stuck. I guess you're drawn together (laughs) with these other semi-professional. Apparently, the emphasis was on semi. Did you you get there by plane, train, or automobile? I just want to know. I I, I took an Uber with you, I think. (laughs) No, I think I drove. I don't know. Okay, yeah, Yeah, that's right. right, right. So car? Either way, you don't have to. Automobile. All right. Uh, Yeah, it was interesting. There was a couple cool cats there at our table um, from some... Some known media outlets, you know, I don't want to throw them out there, but there was a couple of cats there. You know, it was interesting. There were bloggers, you know, they got their media passes and I'm not going to shit on them for that. But a couple of these cats were in full cosplay. And not, what? and not but necessarily. They're, they're supposed okay. to be press, all right? But not I know, even toes traditional that fine line between professional or. And not, there were like a hybrid uh, cosplay too. It was like a Predator, Deadpool, and this <laughs> other guy. And, and, and they didn't even and like one Did guy they have the weird mouth. Yeah, and then one guy had like his mask on and a videotape, and everyone that sat down, he's like, "All right, what's your name and what do you do?" And when D'Onofrio and Meatloaf sit down, everyone is just looking at each other like, "What the fuck." Okay, and, you know, and and I, dude, I'm not, you know, Tom Brokaw. I'm not, you know, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, I'm really, you know, a big <laughs> I need to get here. to the rest of the story. But, and then there's this other cat, like hanging, handing out his comic book that oh. he drew and wrote oh, to D'Onofrio. He hands it to D'Onofrio, and D'Onofrio is cool. He looked at it, and and he goes to hand it back. He goes, no, that's for you. <laughs> and he just, and D'Onofrio is like. Just lays it on the table. <laughs> and, then, and then afterward, he gets up to go. He's like, oh, don't forget this. And he was already gone. Did not feel good. He tried yeah. to give it back again. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> it was like nails on a fucking chalkboard at one point. But, well, now in all fairness, maybe in like nine months, we read a story in Variety where right. Vincent D'Onofrio is producing this yeah. startup comic <laughs> into a Netflix series. Yeah, maybe. I, I, you know, I don't want to. You know, that actually reminds me of an episode of The Office. Can I? Can I get into this? No, oh, for God's okay. sake, no, you cannot. Fine. As a matter of fact, Magic Interview Machine, why don't you take us back to Comic Con 2017? Meanwhile, I'd ask you who are you, what you do, but it's obvious who you are. Mojo. What's your name? Mojo. Mojo? And here, for you, my friend. Your mother named ah, Mojo? Yep. Well, not exactly. Not exactly. <laughs> for you, keep it. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, of course. Is this your guys' match? This is ours, and then... Me and him? Oh, no, no. Okay, now we've got to the weird table. Oh, yeah! Right. Oh, this is yeah. the fun table, bro. Please take a seat. Yes. Take a minute. Oh, Vincent's there. <coughs> Vincent says he's the normal table. Yeah. I'll go with Vincent. Because I, I, I trust him as a... I trust him as a performer more than I trust myself. Well, his name is Robert Polson. <laughs> this is true, and people never come up to me on the street and go, oh, I really like to invite club. They will pass me by and go, his name is Robert Polson. His name is Robert Polson. And then they would turn around and pass me back saying the same thing. Without ever talking to me. Well, uh, how does it feel to be the skeptic on the show? What? How is it being the skeptic of the show? As opposed to being uh, one of the believers that believes it could be science or it could be paranormal, how does it feel being the one that doesn't believe? Oh, uh, no, I, I don't not believe. I'm, they can just go fuck themselves. <laughs> All right. I'm just not afraid of it. Okay. 
everybody, you know, like in the church, there was, we did a scene in the church where a ghost came through the wall. And everybody in the church ducked beneath the benches and screamed and yelled. And Doug just stood there and went, come on, dude, let's go. You want to fuck with me? Let's go. Try. So and not a hard headspace to get into then, really. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's Doug's attitude. That's Doug's attitude towards everyone. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so, oh. Vincent, I have a question for you, brother. So... You were awesome back forever ago. That was like early life for you. And it seems that you've had a Rico because you have a... Vincent, let me just tell you, Vincent has never stopped being awesome. No, no he's no. still... No, 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 you're awesome. Is what you said. Yeah. Right? Like he went from like oh, awesome to awesome. That's a good way to get out of it. Yeah, you're awesome, brother. You're awesome, brother. Your questions. So, what do we have to look forward? I will double down on that. He's right. He's right. I mean, like, what do we have to look forward to? And uh, both, my question is both for this show. What do we have to look forward to in your character in this in this show? I mean, when Ghost Wars, and also in uh, Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm hungover. <laughs> I knew. But at least he's honest. <laughs> that wasn't a question. Right. Yeah. So, so Daredevil, I can't. We're talking about. No, I'm just saying how awesome he's going to be. Daredevil's always awesome. Oh, yeah. that's all I need to ask. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to be really good. And, yeah. and uh, Ghost Wars is is a, is a show that's uh, about a small town of uh, regular people who have been through a lot in their lives with the because they live in a small town in Alaska. And it's tough out there, and uh, they don't have a lot of money. These people, and they're they're living through rough weather, and, and uh, uh, God keeps laying things on them constantly, just like most people's lives that they have to deal with. Are you listening at all? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, and then suddenly this event happens in their town, mm -hmm. and it's uh, and it's heavy. It's a really heavy event, and. Um, the, the show uh, examines not only the horror aspect of, it, of what goes on, which is a lot of really kind of creepy, scary, gross, I could say, stuff, but the social aspect of it too, what it does to the people. And I play a priest uh, named Father Dan who, uh, who gets put through a lot. And uh, it's quite exhausting to poor Father Dan. Yeah, I would have never expected to see on the, I guess I was the first one hired, I just found out, to see Vincent in this cast. And then as I started to read the scripts, I went, oh, I know why he took it. <laughs> I knew exactly why he took it. Because, You're extreme! Because, no, Vincent's like me. He likes a challenge. Mm. I was going to ask, what brought two huge names to this, to this show? On sci-fi, what, what was it about the script or the, or the team? What was it that you read in the script that said, okay, this is my next gig? What, what he, he is fascinated with ghost stuff because he's a, a strong believer in paranormal. And, but I, I don't want, he'll have his own answer, but I, I was attracted to it for the, I like, I've done a lot of sci-fi so work for like I like the, the genre of sci-fi. And horror as well. And, uh, 
with the cell and which is an amazing and change and I, I've done some pretty creepy stuff in my career. Well, help trauma, man. Come on, represent. But this is uh, this is um, this is different. This is uh, I was attracted to this one because of the uh, the way the people are portrayed. And for me, the, the there's an emotional aspect to the story that carries through every episode. He has a incredible relationship uh, with his. With his daughter, I, we're not allowed to talk much about it, but it's this very intense thing that they shot the other day, and people were just like, "Fuck, wow, meat is awesome." And uh, and I have. Well, you're gonna bring Christian here, but everybody in the set is crying. I'm sure they were. Yeah, I'm sure they were. And uh, I've done a couple of scenes with him. He's tremendous. He's just fantastic. And uh, um, so these kinds of things, the fact that we have we have a ghost story to tell. But it's um, it, it's also a, a social comment on how it affects people in their life and what it does. The good people get even better, and the bad people get even worse. And then some people fall in between and surprise you on either side. So it's a lot of crazy shit. But it really and it's constant, constant crazy shit. But it really is for both of us a challenging role. Yeah, I mean, he. I know that he wouldn't have taken if he didn't find a jump. Yeah, yeah but you were the first one cast. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's just because I was a uh, a fan of Simon Barry, and when I read the script, I said, "This is the best character I'll, I'll ever play." Yeah, up to date. On that, and say that the writer had said that when he knew you were cast. Uh, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, listen, I've never turned down a fight in my life. No? No. And I've never lost. I believe it. Sorry, guys. Okay. Thank you, guys. Go for your magazines. You're welcome. Of course, of course, you're welcome. It's a pleasure to meet all of you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Go for your magazines. See ya, monster guy. I'm slow getting up because I've had two spec surgeries in nine months. Yeah! Pull out the lighters. Marky's face is priceless. He's voicing it. Everybody. Anything for love, but, but I won't do that. <laughs> but will you do that? But meatloaf, why not? All right, engineers, let's let's pop that down. From uh, what was it? Uh, uh, back to hell or bat? Bad Out of Hell, bad Back into Hell? No, I think Bad Out of Hell bad is of hell. one of the originals. Bad Out of Hell, Back into Hell. I think this, this oh, album uh, There's no way hell. for us to know, so let's just wonder. <laughs> uh, it will forever be a mystery so, uh, what <laughs> album that came from, but I'll tell you this right now. It yes. was Meatloaf, 
the artist, yeah. uh, who you got to hear there. Man, he's had a long and crazy yeah. journey. Um, he's such a cool Rocky a, Horror Picture Show. Oh, amazing. Fight Club. Fight Club. Uh, I mean, the guy has popped up here and again record. in some big things. Yeah. He doesn't stop, you know. No. Um, Certainly not when he's singing. <laughs> no. He, he will. He, He'll go for eight 12 minutes at a time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, if, can you guys remember what the what the backdrop of that video was? For, I'm thinking like Phantom of the Opera. Was it Phantom of the Opera? East? Something yes. like that. He had like that scarves was. and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Around. And right. he actually did have the half mask. It was Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, All right. I forget the name of the uh, model that was in the video, but believe me, it was a big model yeah, name the, the back 80s, then. Yeah, yeah. Yep. A lot of model turnover. It might have been so 90s, it's actually. Not on me. But yeah, this, this it was, was a in huge, the early 90s. By I far, that's his biggest like mainstream hit, although he's well, got an illustrious no, career. I he's would say career. Paradise by the Dashboard. I mean, he had like two big waves. Yeah. Well, you're like right. 20 years apart. Yep. But and that one was that one as far as our generation goes, in the MTV generation. Remember, we, yep. we, right. we started this program talking about how MTV was. Uh, Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead. And, showing, and yeah. how it kind of kicked off videos. this whole revolution. And that video was and, fucking awesome. And that video was fucking meatloaf. It was, like, yeah. it was like 37 yeah. minutes long. Yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. MTV went, okay, we're going to take a break. You guys can go but Like, do, back, do you guys you remember know? when, like, Paula Abdul, Kim Bassinger were in these never, videos? I will never forget Paula Abdul. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know, like, when it was like, when, it, when Keanu, and video, Keanu Reeves is in the Paula Abdul video. You know, uh, yeah. was he the cat that? Uh, no, 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 it's the the, the rush video, <laughs> the one where that, they redo uh, Rebel Without a Cause. Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah, right. yep. See, all of these videos even were taking from something else. Right. Yep. Just shows you the cyclical nature of entertainment. When yes. videos were big, they were taking from other sources. Now they're gone. We don't have to talk about videos anymore. No, and but I will, in I fact, think, I will say Meatloaf might be coming on to his third big wave with his new show. Ghost Wars on yes. Sci-Fi, yeah, that's and you know, out. seeing seeing Meatloaf at this table, um, you know, not not the tallest guy, not the biggest guy, <laughs> commanded the table. Yeah. Even even at this point in his career, seeing him, you know, just just sitting there, Robert Paulson, you know, someone <laughs> someone said it from across the room, Robert Paulson, he goes. Fuck yeah! He did seem to not really... He cared less about what was going on than anyone else you, there, yeah. which just provides a nice, yeah. you know, kind of screen-free answers, yeah. uh, which is great. Zero fucks given. It was his yep. world. We're just living in it. And it was so cool and just to kind of see him... It, it, you kind of get the feeling like when you, when he's sitting down, maybe sometimes you talk to these actors, actresses, or they have the, some kind of pretense or these these bullet points they have to say and get in. None of it off script, yeah. whatever. He was cool, yeah. cool dude. So good at well, you know. And, and, I, I was and to I, I begin was with his career. He decided to be professionally known as Meatloaf and has committed to that for over forty years. Yeah. And that it, says it something also, about the way he, you know, the level of seriousness he takes. It, it also says himself, something, and it, yet he has landed in iconic roles. It say, it also says it, it it says something about how we perceive like rock legends, uh, rock voices, you know, rock personalities. Um, because yes, this man is named Meatloaf. You know, he's not very heavy anymore. I think he's actually kind of thin, if you guys have watched yeah, yeah. Uh, Robot Wars on sci-fi. 
He's looking um, good. I think it's uh, it's Robot Hunters actually. Robot Hunters. Robot Hunters. You guys Robot see the Hunters. Show? Robot Companion Hunters. piece. But yeah, he's actually quite thin on this one. But yes, he's his name is Meatloaf, and he's got a you know he's got a big head, and he's kind of he's been heavy set mo- uh, most of his life. Um, but <laughs> I actually um, and I I like I like Meatloaf a lot, but he's taken on this kind of like this other kind of place in my mind. And I'm kind of jealous of him. There's an uh, oddity little kind of thing. Yeah, because my wife, who I, I totally, I, I won in life. I have a, a hot, amazing, gorgeous wife. And she, uh, you know, she's European. And so you hear that other, nerds. Yeah, she, I, I did it. I did it. Everybody. I may, I did. I'm on top of the world. European and, blonde uh, wife. And, uh, and so, Mrs. Mrs. Markey is quite delicate. She I'm is. Yeah. She's, uh, she is quite amazing. And so, yeah. but I'll tell you what's so weird she, is she doesn't kiss as well as Marquis. Oh, mom. that's right. <laughs> Got me. Son of a bitch. Hey. hey. Uh, yeah. Well, when your mom dies, I hope to make, I hope to insult her that way. Oh, All right. Oh, now, wow. um, Oh, he's, he's, that, was, yeah. that was an inside pitch so, right but, there. That's, so that, he, he's when, throwing some heat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the reason why I'm jealous is because apparently fucking Meatloaf is my wife's first fucking crush. Really? Like yes. when she was a little girl? When she was 12, 13. Was he hit uh, hit in Europe? or Yes. Uh, Meatloaf kind of was huge countries? in Europe. Huge no in shit. Europe. And she said that she just loved the voice. She loved the. Vo- she loves his voice. She loves his voice. How do, uh, how, how do you say meatloaf in Polish? I don't know. How to say meatloaf. Well, what does she say to you while you're in bed together? <laughs> <laughs> meatloaf. That's, that's probably Polish for meatloaf. <laughs> she might call me meatloaf. I don't know what she said. <laughs> no, she says I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> she says a lot of that. But she doesn't say anything about meatloaf. And Mark Mark goes, so and yes, I, goes, I'm just no, no. <laughs> I won't do. So yes, I am jealous of Meatloaf's apparent sexuality because my wife crushes on him. And so when I've told her about this upcoming uh, interview, and then I told her that I wouldn't be making it. She actually had a list of questions that she wanted to ask. <laughs> Most of them was his phone number. Um, and so I was just like, I am just, I was, uh, um, I'm, uh, so I, I'm, that's I'm why jealous. I got the assignment. That's why I got I, the assignment. I did not want to go. You, you saved a marriage. Right. Well, you know, I, but I, I, I just, I think day. it's funny, you know, cause it, it just shows you the power of the voice of, you know, of, of how, you know, if you're if you're behind a bar, you're ten percent better looking. If you're behind a microphone or a guitar, you're sixty seventy percent better looking. You know what I mean? I, I think I think like the guitar does guitar maybe ninety percent fifty nine to sixty nine percent of that work because we're all behind microphones and yeah, listeners. We're ugly as hell. You don't want yeah. a piece of but, any uh, of this. Speak but, for yourself. But there I is mean, there, there's something about I like, was Johnny. There's something about <laughs> Meatloaf. Obviously, there this guy's voice is epic. You know, it's 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 top tier, top notch, and he has some kind of presence where yep. literally I've I've seen. His older videos as well, which are essentially just you know, uh, you know, concert performances yep. filmed, set to the original uh, recording of the song, and this guy is, he is sweating and yeah. jumping yep. and running, and yep. he is 
two Jack Blacks wearing the same ruffled <laughs> pirate shirt. And then he's got like a 115-pound uh, you know, uh, female singer yep. for all of his duets. Yeah. Yeah. And he just, what he's doing up there is Belushi-esque. Yeah. It's Chris Farley-esque. Yep. It just defies. It drops panties. What you think. It right. drops panties. They say John Candy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, you can look this oh, up. Oh, no. They say John Candy was notorious for sleeping with like. All of his female co-stars. No way. He was apparently, and he was a poonhound. Not, not even like in a Weinstein way. No way. Now, oh, I, I keep no, getting there's no way he about that. But no, no way. Yeah, it yeah. was. Like I, I would they never all would come that. out and say, yeah. "Yeah, I'll be honest. I slept with John Candy. <laughs> he was great. He's laying. Some, he's laying. All candy these gorgeous down. women were like, "Yeah, how could you not love him? Wow. He's just so cool and funny and whatever." Unbelievable! He just laid the candy down. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm wow. sorry. I didn't mean to distract every. <laughs> no, we were talking just... about Marquis' wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's amazing how all these topics apparently are all drawn together. Uh, oh, how they all just look to... at that. Uh, yeah, guys, that. For those of you listening, pull out your scorecards and once again give Marky a point. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, we brought all these. We have all these magic. loose ends. <laughs> Let's tie them all up. The point is, fuck Meatloaf and his sexy ass, Because right? <laughs> I don't appreciate it. I need to own all my wife's mind. And I, Insecurity I own... by the yeah. dashboard light. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but so... no, before we go, we still have some giveaways here. Yeah, we promised yeah, 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 at we the outset. Now we've talked so much about drawn together. I feel... Yeah, I think we should give this away. We um, need to give someone a chance to watch every single episode from this underappreciated and overachieving series. And now we have a very special segment of Grimshay copy reading. (laughs) (laughs) Grimshay reads that copy. Television's first animated reality show. And believe me, even in the copy, it's in quotes. (laughs) This is a loose concept to this day. Say reality show with quotes? Yes. Animated reality show. Everyone at the table is doing hand air quotes right now. Yes. (laughs) Just just to break the wall. So please, all of you at home, do it. And I'll start from the beginning to television's first animated Animated reality show. Throws together eight cartoon archetypes, including a party-hardy superhero, a naive princess prone to singing, and a sexually ambiguous anime hero, and a house where cameras are on them all the time. (laughs) As with most other reality shows... Conflict ensues. Uh-huh. Available for the first time in one set, all three uncensored seasons of the Irreverent Parody There's series. three of them? Plus the 2010 feature film, the drawn-together movie, The Movie. There was a movie? Will be, I made you watch that with me seven years you ago. You did? <laughs> you ungrate. I said, this is a... Uh, I like the show. I didn't think it was a We watched it one night after Comic-Con. Okay. I'm sure I liked it. I liked the show. No, I like, I'm sorry. No, I you made remember. fun of me. You told me we would go dance in the restaurant together. And then they're going to drop me when I jumped in the air. They, they fight Just, for less after a show. So. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what it sounds like when doves cry. <laughs> anyway, all of these and more will be available in Drawn Together, the complete collection, which we here on the show at Saturday Morning Serial are offering to you, you serialites. And it's available Starting October 10th, 2017. That's now. The seven DVD set includes loads of bonuses, features, 
deleted scenes, audio commentary, karaoke, sing-alongs, interviews, and more. Uh, I'm guessing they have shrunk it down to just about three or four Blu-ray discs, and that's what we are offering you. And how are they going to get that, Marky? Well, I think right now I want you all to send us an email. So Saturday morning serial at MattyPRadio.com. Um, let's give them something to say. So um, Saturday morning serial at MattyPRadio.com. What's that one more time, Johnny? Saturday morning serial. Do you know it? At MattyPRadio.com. That's right. All and right. So, yeah, just, uh, I don't know. Send us your, um, how about this? I want to know what the first VHS um, movie you saw. Ooh. Because uh, mine was Full Metal Jacket to my memory. Vincent D'Onofrio. What was yours? Uh, VHS. Star Wars. Star Wars. On VHS? That Absolutely. Was yeah. You? My folks had bootleg. We, I was watching Star Wars as you? a kid, son. Well, as I mentioned before, I believe it was called Full Penile Jacket. <laughs> really? That was It was real? an unfortunate <laughs> mystery. Well, how about this? How about this? How about what was your first movie? Like a, a legitimate uh, uh, movie on VHS. Oh, that was uh, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Clip. <laughs> Again, a very unfortunate mix-up in a downtown knows. movie theater. <laughs> Clits don't exist, you stupid. <laughs> Are we also giving away uh, planes, trains, and automobiles? Yes. And so, yeah, I actually have this, and uh, I was halfway joking. Uh, this is a Blu-ray, DVD, digital HD combo, and now... You better hurry uh, up. You better hurry reading. up before... Uh, um, well, we already did this one. Marky but, um, steals uh, yeah, half so, of the DVD Blu-ray. So. Yeah, so I'm going to give you guys... Um, just, you know, send, uh, send us, uh, uh, send us some, some, some emails. Um, Subject, we're giving away, those aren't pillows. We're giving away two copies of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and we're giving away three copies of Drawn Together... So, yeah, just send us. I want to know what your first VHS um, movie was. And And I say if you want the planes, trains, and automobiles, you have to explain to us why it was rated R. (laughs) There's got to be like a... Like a naked breast scene. There's not even cursing. Is there even cursing in this? There's no tits. So, yeah, somebody write in and tell us why it was rated R. Yes. That's what I would like to get out of this, and I'll give you this Blu-ray. And we'll read it live on yeah. the next podcast. Not We're just – all right. We'll so if, so if you guys would like this – Maybe. So yeah. if you guys would like this open <laughs> and viewed once Blu-ray, <laughs> He's, he's joking a, and it's uh, still sealed, and I will, yeah. I will put it – in a pillow somewhere to make sure <laughs> that it stays unharassed. It's just amazing that it's been 30 years. So this thing is awesome. Uh, catch Ghost Wars. Oh, he wow. got yes. it. Oh, uh, got it. Comedy Central. Nice, buddy. On Comedy Central on Wednesday. No. Oh, for God's when, sake. No, Comedy Central is... Wait, what's Comedy Central? <laughs> Drawn together. We've, we've been wondering for years, <laughs> actually. So Ghost Wars is on the Sci-Fi Channel Sci-Fi right now. Channel. We don't know what day or time because we haven't done too much of it. And we all, have, we all watch Sci-Fi. it on the app anyway. You don't watch it live anyway, so yeah. shut up. Also, follow uh, stay, at Stay Classy. The website is actually, we're expecting a brand new, so fresh and so clean version of the Maddie P Radio uh, um, uh, uh, website. Yes. Um, and so you guys keep your eyes and ears open for that. MattyPRadio.com. Still also, open during construction. Yep. Follow your boy at Johnny Heck. Grimshay doesn't really care, so forget him. Grimshay is watching you on the internet. <laughs> Don't worry about him. Have you heard of the dark web? 
He's the darkest of them all. <laughs> so thank you guys all. Uh, thanks for doing this. I'm glad we could all be in the same room again. Um, we had a lot to talk about when yes. there was nothing, and now we have this amazing program. Yeah. So, we love you all. Thank you so much. Let us know. Let us know on Twitter. Yeah. At Johnny Hack, at State Classy SDCC, um, Dark Web, Grimshay. Yeah. Well, he'll I know. find yep. you. I mean, yeah. would you do anything for If you want to contact listener? us, I'll contact you. <laughs> I just, I want to know, would you... Would, I, would you maintain a Twitter feed for our listeners? For, well, if you give me a controlled list of which listeners, yes. The answer is I, I won't do that. But go <laughs> <on>. <laughs> I, I would do anything for promos, Marky, but I won't do that. Uh, excellent. All right. <laughs> Take care, everybody. See ya. That's enough of this. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, this is enough of this. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.